Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan here with Big Cass. Big Cass, my guy. Ohio State, I think, made a statement. I, I think it was a statement win. Um, it, it, they only gave up seven. You know, a, a solid road victory against Purdue. Um, they didn't come out flat, which was nice. 41-7. We covered. You know, really good win, I think, overall. Um, I mean, what were your thoughts? <laughs> It was dominated from start to finish. I loved what I, I loved what the offensive line did. I loved the aggressive play calling by Ryan Day. Um, I loved the adjustment play calling by Ryan Day because when as soon as Chip Trandum came out, he utilized Devin Brown in the Wildcat formation, which I thought was really good, and now makes Penn State have to prepare for it. I thought Dallin Hayden came in and ran strong. I thought Chip, when he was in there, ran pretty good using Xavier Johnson. Um, the, I think the only negative I could say about the offense, because we'll start with the offense first, is the drop the drop balls. I don't know if it was just due to the weather, the slippery hands for the footballs or the gloves, but it was uncharacteristic by especially Marvin Harrison, but the drop balls. Good to see Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis out there. I mean, Going out there, I mean, heck, the route that Brandon Ennis run, me or you could have thrown that ball. Cooked him. <laughs> he mean, cooked him. I mean, DB didn't even touch him on that play. And so, and Brandon Ennis, I don't know if you listen to the show. Sorry, I spelled your name wrong twice on Twitter. I will not make that mistake again. Um, <laughs> I noted, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I I did feel like this was a get right game. If that makes sense, I feel like. For the most part, the offense, everyone was kind of clicking on the same page. We definitely started slow. Like you, like I was complaining about, th- there's two drops in a row with Fleming and Marv on the first drive. And then Marv had a, another drop or two. I, I do think it was the weather, though, because it's with the gloves, it gets so hard to catch in the wet rain and stuff. But you still got to make the play. You're expected to make the play. The ball hit your yep. hand. Yeah, I mean, I had no excuses. <laughs> I mean, I have no um complaints um also when the strip like sack was toying with them too at, yeah at points i mean just yeah. Like... yeah i mean i didn't agree with the uh holding call on joshua josh simmons i thought he completely pancaked the guy and just held him down on the ground so he didn't get back up um also josh fryer got cooked on that strip sack on kyle mccourt oh, kyle yeah. mccourt um but I just felt like I felt like yeah, it was like a dominating win, start to finish. But there was like the like the Josh Fryer, you know, missing his block. There was just a few plays where you could tell the players weren't locked in. If that made sense. No, I know, and I I, I do think though we did what we had to do. If that makes sense, yeah. It- it makes it, it makes a lot of sense. It, it's I think it kind of came with you know we were up clearly. It was I, I gotta say it was a little cocky by Ryan Day. I think playing with the twos when we were only up two touchdowns because we were I think we were up what like twenty to seven or something at one point, and he still had the twos or no we were up thirteen uh, twenty nothing, and it was the second half and well the no, second quarter oh my god it was twenty nothing second quarter. 
and we we like we had our second offense out there. Like it was like Devin Brown out there, um, like Dallin Hayden, G Scott. Um, it wasn't our starting receivers. It was like it it it, it clearly was like Ryan Day was just was trying to get other guys reps, keep everyone as healthy as possible for Penn State. But like I'm happy with it because we see we got some like guys who didn't really play, got them some more experience. I feel comfortable in the depth. And uh, it was exciting to see that, you know, Ryan Day put out that Devin Brown package. Just to, just to you know what, it's just something else that Penn State's going to have to prepare for. Even if it, we're not seriously going to probably even use that in the game, it's something they're going to have to take some time to, like, prep for, which is going to take take away prep for, like, you know, Marvin Harrison or something. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I also – wait, I can't reveal it now. I can't reveal now. I gotta wait till the uh, the uh, preview episode, so I'll, I'll put that on hold. Put that on hold. But like you know, flip side, flip over to defense. Um, sucks to see Denzel Burt gun down, but I like what Jim Knowles did. I mean, Jim Knowles, you know, Steel Chambers whiffed on a couple plays. Guess what he did? He put Cody Simon in. Cody Simon had a great game. Um, I think I this is just me and I. It's a little bit of both, too. I think we we were all talking about this in Slack, and I asked posed the question, has Steel Chambers regressed? And by the majority of us, we all think that it's a little bit in a little bit of both that Steel Chambers has regressed and Cody Simon has got better. It's a little bit of both. I think I think, I think I I don't think Steel has regressed. I just don't think he's he's not but, making the plays like he did last year. Not even that. I just don't think he's really like what we saw last year from Steele. I think is his peak. Like he's currently at his peak. Cody though is like he's a freak out there. He really is. I mean, he's a he's he's huge. He's a he's a monster. He can and and he's shown this year, like especially like in the Notre Dame game coming up making a play. Um, he's he's kind of like an unsung hero of this team, and he's gonna do what's necessary to kind of you know. Whatever's needed of Cody Simon, if he's gonna go put his head in, in in the A gap or B gap and like run head first into like a fullback or a tight end or someone, he's gonna do that. So I, I just I don't think it's the like that Steele has regressed because Steele Steele has a very valuable skill set, and I like Steele better against teams that are faster, like an SEC team or a team that can like throw the ball more. But like when it comes to Big Ten football, Cody Simon is the perfect player to play in the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree, but I mean, we're going. I mean, we're going. We're going to need him this week. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll get more into our preview, but we're going to see that packet, that Notre Dame package against Penn State this week, um, because you know they they their number one thing is running the football, um, and you know we'll get more on that in the preview. But overall, defense that defense line, man. I mean, Jack Sawyer had his best game. JTT had a great game. Uh, Michael Hall Jr. and Tyleek Williams continue to get held every play, but still make end up making big plays. Especially Tyleek Williams, he is playing into it. And my what my opinion is an All American NFL top ten draft pick. Which it's 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 crazy too because like I I look at the stat sheet. With Tyleek Williams, 
He only he says he had two tackles for loss, like three tackles on the day. But we know he had a pass breakup. Like I feel I, I count at least four or five plays in the first half that were He's so all disruptive. He no, he was. He was an absolute monster. He could not be contained. And like some of those drops are like three and outs. So like like in the first half, Tyreek Williams really wrecked that game against Purdue. Like they, he he did his job to the point where like he made a play on two out of three plays, let's say, and that was the end of the drive. And we get the ball. And when, once we get the ball, and we're we're putting up points, the game's over. It's he absolutely wrecked the game. I think from a defensive perspective. Yeah, he he definitely does. And Michael Hall Jr. is the same way. Uh, it is amazing to see how. Tyleek Williams, and he's not 100% either, uh, what I've been hearing, but he's still just balling out. And it's so fun to watch 91 and 51. And then, of course, you know, for, you know, JTT and Jack Sawyer are getting better. Uh, Caden Curry just brings the energy. Yeah. Um, I, I, lo- I love, too, that he's like a lead blocker on some of the packages. He, he, he looks like a fullback. I do, too. I do, too. I think it's cool. Um, I just think defense was just great. I mean, yeah, like they scored, but like it, 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 the game, I, it was already out of hand. Yeah, like they they were great. I mean, no hope, complaints. <laughs> hopefully, Denzel's okay. Get him back this week. Hopefully, we haven't heard Ryan. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more um, in his press conference this week. But it was just a great win, a great solid rainy day in West Lafayette win. It, it was, and it's. I mean, the conditions were not ideal. I wish Fielding, you know, didn't miss the extra point. That, but, but I, you know what though, I, it's you gotta take it with a grain of salt because Purdue's kicker was missing everything. Purdue's kicker was <laughs> so like I don't sever their sever their walk on at halftime. Yeah, I don't know if that had something to do with the conditions with all those misses. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Once again, no excuses. But I, I after I saw what Purdue's kicker did. I, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. I don't think you know that miss is really on Fielding. Then hopefully, um. I want to also point out Davidson Igbenosin had a really good day, I thought too. Yeah. Um, once Burke went down too and he he was forced to play as like the number one corner, he made a couple nice plays. Um, and I, I feel good about him, you know, ma- like going into the Penn State game. We'll get into that next episode. Um even Hancock had a good day, you know, yeah. uh, four tackles on the day, solid day for Hancock. Um, I mean, it's just Defense, man, it, they're so good. It, like our defense is so freaking good. Um, I believe what is it? I think we're the third best defense in college football right now. It's like Michigan, yeah, Penn State, Penn State, and Ohio State. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, it, it, it it's it's crazy. It definitely is crazy. It's fun to see. I even thought our outside of J- fielding missing that kick, I thought our special teams was great. Great. I thought. Uh, was it Malik Harford or Jermaine Matthews? Whoever number twenty four is, they some they got the memo on kick coverage. Didn't Jesse Mirko have an, a, a sick punt too? Yeah, he had, he had one right on the two yard line. Yeah, it was it was like we got the I think we got a penalty or something, and then he just I was like, oh dang it, a penalty like a delay game because that was one thing. I wish the offense did a little better because I believe we had a couple procedural penalties. Um, and day was obviously frustrated about that. I, I think that was just more of, you know, I, 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 I do think that was also a tribute of the fact that McCord kept, you know, he kept putting Brown in and McCord back in and, and that. I think there was a little, 
he wasn't fully in the game flow at times. So I think that kind of contributed to it to at times, but um, Mirko had a great punt. Even Ballard, I thought had a, a, a Ballard yeah. um, returning punts. I think he downed a punt. Ballard, I, I remember made a play or two. Uh, it, yeah, it, Jer- Jermaine Matthews is the one that on kick coverage was just a monster. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it was a great weekend. Great, great football game. You know, uh, couldn't ask for a better performance. Getting ready to head into the Penn State week, and I'm ready to hand out some Buckeye leaves. I, I am too. Let, let's do it. Um, for special teams, uh, I'm going with the man I just talked about, Jermaine Matthews. Uh, I thought Jermaine Matthews was, uh, was the man. I think he was, he was the guy. I like it. Um, so what do I got to do? Offense or defense? Do I get to pick? Uh, you could do it's offense or defense because we both give one each. So, um. On offense, I, I'm going to go Carnell Tate just because we needed him to step up this week and three catches, 79 yards. And I, I obviously think if we tried to force feed him, he could have gone off for easily 100. But he, he came in and he did his job. He fit the role. We needed a guy to step up with a buka out. Carnell Tate came in, made some big plays when we needed him. Um, and you can really tell he's beginning to feel more comfortable and I'm really excited for the future. And I, I want to give one to Ennis, but like it was just one catch, and it was. I think Tate impacted the game more, um, and helped open things up for our other guys too because of his performance. So give me Carnell Tate. This week six or seven? Uh it's well, it's it's technically seven, but it's week six for the Buckeyes. Okay, we. I'll just put game six. <laughs> six, yeah. Um. Defense. Um, well, my offense is going to Dallin Hayden. Oh, yeah. Uh, and hands down, his performance averaging almost eight, six yards a carry, 79. I think it was like 70-some yards and a touchdown. Almost almost had a second touchdown if he would have recovered Devin Brown's uh, fumble in the end zone. But, yeah, Dallin Hayden coming in, just getting the jab done. Which, all right, it blows my mind that we, like – Explain this to me. Uh, I understand they want to use the red shirt for him. It makes no sense. It, 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 I feel like that is almost negligence by the coaching staff to use the red shirt on him. Because if you if you red shirt this kid, he like, well, why are we red shirting him? He was able to play great last year. Like he was a true freshman last year. We didn't red shirt the guy. Why are we going to red shirt him his second year after he's already proven that he's, you know, he's good enough to play at this level. Uh, our backs are dinged up, and, and like if we redshirt him, he's just probably gonna transfer because he's not getting any carries. So it's like, why aren't we using him more? It he might like I don't know what he did to Ryan Day. I don't know if he's like. Did... I, I think the I think the plan was to redshirt him. No, if we knowing at the beginning of the year we had a healthy chip, we had a healthy Mayan. I still think tra- it's stupid because he was just gonna transfer. I, like. I, it's use it or lose it with him, it feels like. I, I agree, but I, I understand where the coaches are coming from on it, too. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think they're stupid. It's, I'll flat out say, I think they're wrong. I it's I think it's a, one of the dumbest decisions they can make. And when he goes and transfers to, like, Tennessee and becomes a 1,000-yard SEC back, 
I want to be like, we're all going to be like, we, why? How did this happen? And it's because like you, 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 there has to be a way they can give him touches, even with Mayan, Chip, and Travion healthy. He, he can at, at least get three touches a game, So it feels well, like. Here, here's what I think is going to happen. I think now he still has two games left. Mm-hmm. I think I think that um, Dallin Hayden is going to play this week, and I think he's going to they're going to re- and he won't play again until Michigan. I just yeah, I mean I. I it, it it still doesn't make sense. He's a back. The backs have shorter careers. Well, well, the thing the thing too is, is I look at it this: there's no need to redshirt him. There isn't because you know he's gonna he's going to leave. Um, regardless, he's an NFL uh, caliber. He like if he after next year, he I think will definitely get drafted. I I find I find it hard to believe that he would not get drafted. I like unless it's like ball security issues, which. He has all the physical attributes, and he has the stats when he plays. It's I I just don't understand it. Uh, I don't either, but I mean I I get it a little bit, but I think he's gonna be I I think he's gonna be the guy next year for sure. I mean he is, uh, but like if he's the guy next year, he's gone. So <laughs> that redshirt doesn't mean anything anyway. It's either he, you know we don't play him, he transfers, or he's the guy in, or he's the guy next year, and he goes to the draft because he's a junior. And like he, but he's that's his third year, but he's not a junior, I guess. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's his third year. He can go to the draft. It's just. It just seems useless to waste a white red shirt, is what I'm saying. Like, like maybe save it for another season. Me, I don't know. I, I think we should just play him. I think so too. I think I think now they're going to play him. They have so. to. It just it feels like that. They, it's you, you watch the game, and you know he 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 was he if the, if it's open, I think like he's just one of our best. I don't know. His running style is different. It's different than ever. All of them. It's, and it's a good thing. It's like he can do things that you know Travion can't, Chip can't, Mayan can't. He has better. Vi- he has the best vision of all the backs. Yes, exactly. Yes, and exactly. It's like Travion's the most explosive. Mine's your power guy. Chip is just your toughest guy. Um, physical. Uh, he's north and south, but yeah, like Hayden, it, it's. He's just gonna. If there's five yards there, he's gonna get you five. He's gonna get what the defense gives you. Speaking of defense, who are your defensive? Who? Which is your defense of Buckeye Leaf? I I know who you're gonna go. So I'm I I know Cody Simon, man. I just the man, the Marine. <laughs> I think people call him, or I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna call him that. He's like the Marine. He's a Marine out there. Uh he just flying all over the field. Um, just nothing but love for Cody Simon, you know, New Jersey guy. Um, and, and I know we, you know, I know Steele and Tommy have shined a lot this year, but Cody, he's earned his Buckeye leaf this week. For sure. And if you know me as well as you'd think you know me, who do you think I'm choosing as mine? I was going to say Ty League. No, I'm going, going Jack Sawyer. Oh, that was my second guess. That was actually my Jack, second guess. Jack Sawyer got a sack and a half. The one sack 
he was the first defensive end to get to the quarterback. But with JTT also jumping on his back, um, kind of stealing the thunder away from Jack Sawyer. But Jack Sawyer had a great game, in my opinion. Um, his best game, well-deserved. And he just looks so much better. He looks so much better, and sky's it, the limit. It's really nice that like our D-line had probably the best game of the season, I think, right before Penn State. It makes me feel a lot more confident, especially if Sawyer getting a sack, 1.5 sacks, JTT actually doing something not in like a big game. If that makes sense, like JTT is a baller in the big games. We know that, but like, it's nice to see him show up against Purdue and put some stuff on the stat sheet. So it does feel like, like our two edge rushers are finally coming around, which is awesome. It's the defense is so good though. Like I'm so excited. For sure. For sure. Oh, we can, we completely forgot to talk about McCord, by the way. Um, like, I don't know, even know how we forgot about this. He looked so good, by the way. Like, he was just making such quick decisions with the ball. Even if, yep. like, there was pressure in his face, he knew exactly where to go. He, and even if it wasn't the best throw, he was still getting it out in the face of pressure. Like, uh, I believe it was the Marvin touchdown. It, you know, he didn't have – he barely got it there. But, like, you just know it, it, Marv's out there, one-on-one, just get it up there, and he's going to come down with it. And it's just those quick – decisions under pressure i mean he came out he was striking in, in the first i mean he really set the tone i think mccord and I, I i'm feeling really comfortable with him so i think his best throw was the one touchdown to cage stover where he there was th- a lot of people were saying it was his worst throw my i think it was his best throw when he threw in the triple coverage and he zipped it in there so fast that Stover was the only one to catch it. Yeah, he like no, I know what you're saying, like because he like put it kind of like behind him. But if if he led Stover, that's kind like that's like a hospital pass because you're leading him right into the guy coming to hit him. I think it's a pick six. Yeah, it, it's it. No, I know what you're saying. It's it doesn't look it didn't look like a good throw, but it actually was the perfect ball because it put Stover yeah. in a position where he could kind of catch it without taking a massive shot too or putting it in arm's length for a defender. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that was actually a really good throw. The worst throw of the game was Devin Brown to G. Scott on a six-yard out, and he just threw it right in front of him. Yeah, he's, uh, the, that was his only incompletion of the day. Devin Brown, yeah. one, one for two, 58 yards, Tutty, and then he uh, had the rushing touchdown but also the fumble. My And in that ball to Carnell Tate, the deep, the deep post that – Kyle McCord through me and my buddy at work. We were watching Kyle McCord's highlights from that game. Why did Carnell Tate stop running? You know, I, 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 I wonder, but that's something to nitpick. Cause it's, I'm just glad they make the catch. You know, it's such a big, oh, I did too. But like, we were like, we we're like, why did he stop running? No, that's, you know, I've seen that a couple times this year where uh, it, it's not even Tate. It's our receivers. Haven't, you, they they will slow down when they don't need to. It, yeah. I don't know if it's a coaching thing or just like a an, a habit they need to break. It's it, it, it's I know what you're saying. It's like just keep running. Don't like don't stop. The only thing I can think of is it's maybe with the weather, and he was afraid that he was going to drop it, 
And the reason why he slowed down was to make sure he secured the catch. Yeah. Uh, and just make sure maybe you just don't fumble. It's a big play. Uh, you know, we just gained like, what, like 40, 50 yards on it. Just catch it, secure it, and then let the trust the offense run some clock maybe. Maybe that was the logic. Um, you don't you don't know exactly what their coach. No, no. So, but how about the landscape of college football? Bad news out of Georgia. No, they did not lose to Vanderbilt. They did give up twenty points to Vanderbilt. But the worst news for them is Brock Bowers going now officially today. He will undergo surgery and be out four to six weeks. It's gonna be interesting to see how Georgia finishes the season without Brock Bowers. I mean, they'll get him, and I'm sure they'll get him back for the SEC title game and stuff like that, but it's definitely going to be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see how their defense is. They do got to play Tennessee, which can Tennessee, you, which you pointed out, Tennessee controls their own destiny in the SEC East, but I mean, I still think Georgia's going to win the SEC East, but it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia responds. Yeah, it is. Um, it, Tennessee, like, all right, Tennessee does control their own destiny. If they beat Bama and Georgia and run the table, it's totally possible. Georgia's schedule, I mean, it's still kind of a cakewalk, but it's definitely has gotten harder down the stretch, especially after losing Brock Bowers because they got to play Florida, who's not as terrible as everyone thinks. Um, they got to play uh, Missouri, who's now ranked Tennessee. Um, Ole Miss, it's not the lot like the, the next four weeks, it's not you know, it's not a cakewalk for them. I still think they should all they should win every game, but for like Tennessee, that's that's exactly what they need. Look, they can beat Alabama this weekend. Um, I mean, I Bama's gonna be ready, they're not gonna fall asleep on Tennessee. And Bama looks a lot better with now that they've kind of figured out, oh, Milrow is kind of like they're kind of using like Jalen Hurts a little bit kind of reminds me of um milro is kind of coming into his own and he's like he's actually looking pretty good these days um but if like tennessee beats bama and they run the table they have that collision course with georgia and they're probably not going to have brock bowers for that look out like look if tennessee wins this weekend tennessee has that opening still um but yeah it's uh i i still don't think i even with the brock bowers injury bro it's Georgia's so loaded at every position. They're going to just bring out another five-star at tight end. Let's be honest here. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, Oregon-Washington, what a great game. What a great game. Uh, I think Michael Penix basically submitted his Heisman um, win unless somebody comes out of the woodworks in the next few weeks. Uh, Just a great game. I lo- what I loved of the weekend though was even though I hate them, Notre Dame, <laughs> oh, USC. It, 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 I told like I think we we called this, we we called this last episode, but we saw that coming from a mile away. And I, I've been calling it all off season that Notre Dame was going to beat USC in this one. Um, I obviously didn't call them losing to Louisville, but you got to give, like, I give Notre Dame their credit. You got to give Ohio State the credit for winning on the road because oh, USC got their yeah, absolute doors blown off of them. 
And you know what was impressive about that? You know, it, it, it was Notre Dame won in bad weather. Like that was a bad weather game, but they won uh, with defense, with special teams, and, and and with a little bit of offense. It was it was a really good game for Notre Dame. USC's terrible. Um, I, I I I think they should be ranked even lower than where they were from after what we saw. I think there's many better. Like you can if you watch the Washington Oregon game, both those teams are better than USC unequivocally. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I think USC is going to win, lose two, maybe three more games uh, when it's all said and done. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, but, I mean, what a good weekend, college football. I mean, Michigan blew out their Indiana. They were down 7 nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Which, which is so annoying because it's like, uh, Heather Dinich is out here tweeting, oh, uh, you know, oh, oh, Michigan beat Indiana by this much, and Ohio State played them, and they gave up this much. It's a data point and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, here's a data point for you. Kyle McCord beat Notre Dame. Caleb Williams did it. Right. Kyle McCord for Heisman. There's your data point. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. It's just like it's. I understand data points, but like, not there's a difference between week one and week, you know, seven, if that makes sense. Now, if this was like a week three and a week six type deal, yeah, no problem. That's more like apples to apples. Week one to week seven is apples to oranges. For sure, it's definitely the, for sure. And the college football media, we will. They never give Ohio State any credit. For, for these wins. Like, I, I honestly think Purdue is a better team than what their record will reflect this year. I actually really like what their coach was doing. I think they're actually, they were really well coached. They fought hard. I just don't think they really had the talent to compete with Ohio State. But I thought like they were a solid, they played well, if that makes sense. Even though the, like the score didn't reflect that and their record doesn't reflect that, they might be one of the best like teams that are not going to go to a bowl, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I can I just kept thinking too. Ever watch Max Keeble's big move? Like that. Yes. The the, the dude on Purdue, Mockaby, they kept calling him crazy legs. And I just kept thinking of that the the superintendent from the movie. And, and when the prince will be like crazy legs, and like the dude would like always fall. Um <laughs> that, that that's I don't know, that's my one takeaway from the game. Crazy crazy legs. Oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's all I got, Cass. You got anything else you want to throw in there? Uh nope. Uh it was a great weekend and uh get ready for Penn State. Yeah, absolutely. Next episode will be a Penn State preview. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs>